Welcome everybody to Wrestling Is Cool, the coolest wrestling podcast on the planet. We're back, baby. We are back. I am back from Portugal. I am back from vacation, and I'm here with my co-host Sancho West. How you doing, my man? How are we? Did you miss me? I did. I missed you a lot. Yeah. yeah. Miss you so much. It's was it the same, man. You became habitual. You became routine. Recording, you know, recording for the WIC as well. And hey, did you see? That we got a sign on Monday Night Raw? We did. It was a community member named Murda. Murda, here's your shout out. Murda, I know you're sad because I wasn't streaming that episode of SmackDown, but just know we saw it, we appreciated it, and wrestling is indeed cool. Thank you for bringing that sign. And everybody, you should be bringing wrestling as cool signs because one, we know we know what it is. We know it's a plug for the podcast, yeah. but those no. those those punks over at WWE Production, they don't know. They don't Michael know. Michael Hayes doesn't know. Yeah, they Michael. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know, man. They don't know that you're plugging the best wrestling, the coolest wrestling podcast on the planet. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening on free feeds, you might be wondering where was last week's episode. You kind of missed out because we did a Q&A episode that is exclusive to Patreon. So if you want to get more wrestling is cool, make sure to head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Zap. They got that extra bonus episode. We're calling it the wrestling is cool, the last episode. So go check it out if you want to get more wrestling is cool. But also, if you get on over there to the Patreon, you're going to get the raw reviews, the SmackDown reviews, the upcoming Santi mailbag. So go on, check it out. And whenever he's ready, maybe another one of those 1001 pay-per-view reviews from Sancho over there. Uh, Sancho, would you would you want to continue to do Survivor Series or would you do like a Rumble? I, I kind of want to do the Royal Rumbles, like just the matches themselves. Ooh. Not the entire card. Like I not like... the entire... Just what's the best Royal Rumble? Start with number one, which Hacksaw, Jim Duncan. I, dude, that was my favorite thing to do. The You know, some people put on Seinfeld. Some people put on Family Guy or Friends to go to bed. I put on Royal Rumbles. I put on the men's Royal Rumble. And I just lay there. It's like a good an hour or two. Nah. Dude, I, I, sounds, dude, I don't know if you're, if you're, are you kidding or are you serious? No, I'm dead serious. Dude, I did the same thing. I did the same thing because what I would do is I would trade VHS, VHS tapes as a kid. Um, you know, like if I had like a VHS tape of like some random episodes of Raw or, yeah. or, or some PLE pay-per-views back then, uh, I would trade with whoever at school was able to record the Royal Rumble. And I had tapes of every Royal Rumble and I would do the same thing whenever i, I was doing thing. homework i royal yeah. rumble in the background dead serious it's, it's i'm telling you it's the perfect thing it's like a, a podcast you just leave it on and you you look for the money moment like, oh okay and then when it gets to the top four you just watch it i love it mm -hmm. i love royal rumble season royal rumble season to me is the most exciting and i have to say this you picked like the worst time in the history of histories of anything to leave on vacation how long were you gone? A week? Uh, ten, 11 days. I was gone 11 days. Probably the most monumental 11 days in professional wrestling in the last, like, eight years, maybe? <laughs> I think it at least, yeah. Ever since AEW being formed, yes, I would say yeah. it's the milestone that you left. And the whole time I was just like, man... I want to talk about it. I had no one to talk about it with. So that's why I love about the Wrestling is Cool podcast. I have a gripe. And my gripe is with Europe. Okay. Oh, I thought you said Europe. Yeah, no, 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 with Europe. Okay. First of all, your plugs. You're bury Europe here. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm about to bury Europe. This is this is gonna be a shoot promo on Europe. Europe, get it together with your electronic plugs. 
just use what we use in North America. It works as a tried and true method of plugging things into the wall. Because what I had to do, Sancho, all right, I had to come to the dark realization that they had different plugs in Portugal. Okay, so about an hour and a half before before Survivor Series, I had to rush to a Portuguese mall. Shout out to Portuguese malls for staying open till like 10 p.m. That's nice. I had to go find one of these converters. I find one of these converters. I go back to the hotel room, which I, by the way, I had to get a second hotel room to be able to, to live stream Survivor Series. All right, I'm about to, to like Clark Griswold plug in everything at the same oh. time and see the magic, all right? Only yep. for me to blow the circuit of the entire hotel floor. The entire yep. hotel floor lost power because I tried to plug in my stream setup into into these makeshift little converters that you have in, in, in Europe, okay? Get it together. I'm not happy with that situation, okay? I want to speak to Europe's manager. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Hey, but that shows you the dedication, and I, I you know... That led to you being on Monday Night Raw. Is this is the episode we just give Santi flowers? Please. I, mean, well, I don't get enough. Legitly, though, for the people that didn't know, you were in a CM Punk promo video package reviewing or kind of like uh, showing the impact that he had. The social media numbers was insane. And the WWE, on, on a bigger standpoint, acknowledged the existence of the WIC, the, the wrestling internet community. All yeah. in one go. Kind of wild, man. Like, I was so happy to see so many of my colleagues in the space get the recognition mm -hmm. that they got. Um, Steve, that many people know uh, that I started uh, Straight Shoot with. Uh, Wheezy, uh, content creators that I've never seen before. Con yep. Man as well. Uh, so cool to see so many cur uh, creators being acknowledged by the WWE. It kind of like scares me also at the same time because like, oh, there's somebody watching. There's somebody watching. Maybe there's somebody. Now they know that rest that a wrestling is cool sign is, is, is a plug for this show. So maybe no, I shouldn't have no, said anything. No. <laughs> but I think it's more of like, they 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 knew you guys existed and they're like this would be a great idea to add to it to show like the it because it's a genuine reaction i mean there's just so much reactions you can get from the crowd and all the cameras right but now you guys are provided all that inter entertainment for them and the biggest thing as well is i see this all the time with disney you know the disney talk the disney influencers get invited to every single thing when it comes to disney related disney parks and who knows this might be opening the door for the wrestling or at least TikTok wrestler uh, community to be invited to be a part of a PLE, to be invited. Like, dude, what if there was a wrestler they need help putting over and they, you know, I'm not saying kayfabe, they tell you, hey, pop for this guy. That that would be sacrilegious. We can't do that. You know, we got to be pure, so to speak. But I might get you guys to go to a PLE, hang out, or an activation. Why not? I think that'd be so cool. Um, and, and WWE man it, it's so cool seeing their evolution in terms of their their treatment of social media because i don't mm -hmm. know if you remember like as as early as like 2011 they refused to allow like zach Ryder, now matt cardona to have like his own youtube channel and helping himself get over it was like seen as a faux pas as a no-no like how dare you use social media to to get yourself over with the fans wwe would turn off the comments of all of their youtube videos they just were not okay with online fan interaction now to seeing like this and then they would go to like 
create their own social media platform. I don't know if you remember Tout. Yep. So like seeing them evolve and like finally embrace that like, hey, like our footprint is these people. Like the, the times have changed. It's not just all about the Nielsen TV ratings. It is also about like what numbers we're doing with like these reactions, how many uh, these hashtags that we're getting, um, how many people are, you know, talking about CM Punk's return, Randy Orton's return on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, whatever it might be. And they recognize that that's value to them. That's just it's that's just sitting there for them. I find it so bizarre that the NFL is not shutting down so many TikToks. Like I've never seen so much NFL footage reused. And the point that I want to make is I feel that if the WWE could embrace more social media and get ahead of the curve, they could grow their fandom beyond just television. And I think that will help them in negotiations as they as they get closer. I do think that AEW is behind on that, but for a four to five year old company, there certainly can make waves. And I thought for the longest time, I thought AEW would do like a Twitch contract. If someone jumps on board and allows uh, wrestling to be on Twitch, I've seen it done with Impact, but I'm talking about if AEW or WWE like legitly allows streamers to show the footage and to show their matches, like, come on. Game changing. I do. I think that could be a possibility, considering that they're up for negotiations with television. Why not put that part of the contract and say, like, "Hey, we have a partnership program with set people who do watch parties." Because if it wasn't for watch parties, that promo package would not happen. I agree. I 100% agree. And like, I'm I'm willing to make concessions as a content creator if they're like, you know, if USA Network's like, "Okay, we want to allow this, but you have to play all of the ads that would have played on 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 yep. network television on your Twitch streams." Like, "Okay, fair. Like, I get it. Yeah, y- y'all got to make your money." And, nope. and and I'm going to be piggybacking off of this. I, I totally understand where this is coming from. But yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe there is down the line something like this brewing because, like I said, like the Nielsen ratings, obviously, like it's still an important metric. But yeah. I, I think weirdly, like wrestling fans, they put way too much stock in that. Like, I don't hear yeah. like NFL being like the Browns game <laughs> broke 20 million viewers. Like, we don't really hear that yet for wrestling fans. We, we hear this all of the time like oh we did a 2.1 this week oh aw only got 900,000 viewers and to me like and and this is also a, a little bit of a shot at, at attitude era fans when i hear attitude era fans be That's like we used to do 5.2 rate you know million viewers for raw it's like dude it's like that, that's such an archaic argument. It's like it's like trying to argue that the news is more consumed in the 80s than it is today simply because there were more newspaper sales back then. It's like it, it's a different landscape. People are consuming media in a totally, totally different way. And AEW should take advantage of that, by the way. Exactly. The, the NFL did have a program that I was a part of because I was a Twitch streamer for the Thursday Night Football where we actually had the game on. And what they had us do is during the commercials, we had to turn off our cameras and not say anything and let the commercial ride. And then we would come back. But it was the best time as a streamer. It was so easy to stream. You just sit back, relax. Everybody's reacting to the same thing versus like trying to sync it up. Because when I watch your watch parties, I try to sync it up. You're usually behind by a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't think that these reactions in any way, shape or form are a way to replace the original broadcast it's no. just like hey like as a wrestling fan um that 
at, at the very least, like in my social circle, I can feel a little bit isolated. I don't really have other people to watch wrestling with. If I can find somebody online that I can sync up my show with and feel like, I, you know, I'm, I'm getting to have that camaraderie experience of a watch along. I think that there, there's a tremendous amount of value in that. Exactly. And I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, like I said, contract negotiations are coming up, but mm-hmm. we're kind of we're kind of like burying the lead here. What happened <laughs> that made it the most monumental time to miss Santi? What 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 happened? So that you think it was, man, I'm still like grinning ear to ear. Like I almost cried when all of this happened, man. I was so close to tearing up, but I'm like, I'm a man. I can't do that. I can't do that. No, I'm just kidding. I, it's, that, I, it's that one guy, an AW guy. Remember he's like that? <laughs> Hey, that's all of us. Yeah, man. Uh, The return of Randy Orton on its own is an incredibly monumental moment. Like, it's just he's he's one of the guys, man. Like, that's 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 a superstar that's never had any want or desire to leave the business of professional wrestling to to chase greener pastures like that. He wasn't movies, though. Yeah, he wasn't movies. But it was only those WWE Network movies that he was basically forced to be a part of. Like he's a WWE guy through and through. So to see him come back is just so nice because it would it would have been so painful to lose Randy Orton in just kind of an unceremonious way, you know, not a proper send off, not a proper run when there was just so much left when WWE was picking up to the point where it's becoming the hottest it's ever been arguably and to lose them as all of this is happening would have just been just such a bummer. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Just a sad bummer to, to see him come back and looking. Oh my dude, AJ stacks. You think AJ got swole? Randy Orton, Came out looking like Captain America after the after the that that hyperbolic time chamber opened. He's a, he's an anaconda now, baby. Yes, he's a, big old, <laughs> he's a big old anaconda. He just looks like a beefcake out there, and he looks happy. And you do realize, it, it, does I mean oh, we need to definitely talk about this in the new, new Heat order. But does he take the shine away from Roman? Like you, you know, you just see how cool he is and how he's like saying Daddy's back, and you're just like, what can Roman do with that? Like the that's Randy Orton, dude. That is a legitimate threat to the tribal chief. You know, that, that's what I, I was picking up. Like, so much has changed in that Survivor Series. By the way, part of the Big Four, they wouldn't promote, per, bring back to some of the greatest wrestlers of all time. We can talk some, about that. We can talk not, about that. Not Big Four. The Survivor Series doesn't really matter. Yeah, you eat that, Santi. <laughs> you eat that in your face. That's what you got. Um, but no, but totally. I was having this theory, like this, this, like this moment of reflection. It's like, what did they scrap? Like everything they had planned, probably the only thing they had planned was Randy, right? Like Randy, are you going to come back? Yes. You're coming back to Survivor Series. And then the elephant in the room, CM Punk comes back. Remember a two month lead up to that point. Cause of the, when he got fired by AEW, what plans did they have scrapped to make room for CM Punk? That's what gets me going because wherever, like everything of this podcast that we had up, there's like basically a BC and an AD and everything that we made for the new, new heat order and all the hype and the storylines and everyone getting excited for, it's going to take a backseat in in my eyes to whatever they're doing with CM Punk. 
Is right, that fair? I think that is a hundred percent fair. Like all eyes are on Punk. Like, what are you gonna do with him? Like, what's the plan? What's the roadmap here? Right? I need somebody to come out and do like an E three style press conference to give me the roadmap right. of what they're gonna yeah. do with CM Punk over the next year because that's all I want to know. That's how stat hey. dude. That's crazy to me that Randy Orton. He, is like the biggest threat to Randy to Roman Reigns right now. One of the the biggest things on SmackDown at the moment, and I'm still more interested in CM Punk. That's how hot WWE is right now. That they've got every weapon in its arsenal firing on all cylinders right now. Because we're just talking about two guys. We also have Drew McIntyre having the run of his life right now, man. We have Roman Reigns just hanging out back there. We got Cody Rhodes wanting to restart that story. People are thinking The Rock might come back. We don't need him. That's 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 the crux of things. We don't need it. And yet now we don't. Now we don't. Now we don't. Now we don't. But like, okay, here's my question to you though. Okay, here we would go. you would you have been okay with Survivor Series had it ended without CM Punk. If it was the Randy Orton return, the celebration, I it's 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 tough to even imagine that show ending without CM Punk. If you watch my reaction, I was saying things like I saw it. Yeah, it's I was like, you know it. what? I'm happy. CM uh, okay. Randy's we back. Don't need him. We don't need him. I quickly turned that <laughs> turned that upside down real quick, but I was trying to convince myself that I was happy with things because we got Randy Orton back. But did it need CM Punk? Here's the thing. For me, when I see CM Punk, it gives me so much confidence in the WWE that they're going for it. Like, they're going for, like, they're, they're doing their best. It's like, that is, if there's a move on the table, that's the best move that was on the table, and they made that move. They had the the financial backing, the confidence and the 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 confidence beyond just the creative, but like, hey, we could handle CM Punk. Our locker room is strong, and our leadership is strong. We could wrangle, not wrangle him, but we could, could, could have a great business with him and give the fans some of the best wrestling in the next coming years for, God, for how long he wrestles and he, whenever he retires. And that is why I liked it. You and I talked about it. We, we, we thought he was going to wrestle at Survivor Series. But the play of having him at Chicago Survivor Series, it just made too much sense. And oftentimes in the WWE, the logic and the, the move that makes the most sense doesn't happen. And it did happen. Even though it was hell freezing over, when it happened, it just let me know that we are now completely, not we, like where I'm on the team. The WWE is stacked. And I truly think they made that move because AEW is in a weak point of their, of their, yeah, they're not, they're not done. And when I'm saying this is an off year for AEW, let's just call it what it is. A lot of people are hurt. There's a lot of stories that are stalling out because of these injuries. Uh, Adam Cole going down to a freak injury. You had MJF having a torn labrum crying out loud. That's just wild to me. Yes. Injuries happen in WWE. Brian Danielson again, Brian injured Danielson. like every corner. It seems broken, broken orbital. And he's out there wrestling with an eye patches. Like there's the WWE lost Seth Rollins at one point and they, and they lost Finn Balor for crying out loud for one point. They lost Cody Rhodes. Literally when he just got on the scene, they, he had to shelve him for a couple months. There's injuries galore throughout the WWE too, but they have the in the depth in the roster to maintain. And they have that leadership to allow them to continue on to push through. Once again, you know, Swerve Strickland's doing some amazing things out there and we're all waiting for his attempt to be a champion. I just think that when you ask me about the move, 
with CM Punk, without CM Punk, it just puts up a big, hey, AEW, we got your boy now, CM Punk. What's your move next? And it's not about tribalism. I know often that word gets thrown around. We are simply observing two companies battling for our interests, and that's making everybody better. A, uh, WWE has definitely gotten better because of the AEW competition. And I feel that right now, AEW is trying to figure out how can we continue to compete with WWE when they're just continually outmaneuvering us in all facets of the game right now. Yeah. All facets of the game. Yeah. One of the things that I, I'll point out too, like, as I want to get back to those AEW points, is that I think what we're seeing here is why sometimes, sometimes, not always, a a company like the WWE is better served run by a giant conglomerate that only cares about dollars and cents as opposed to a family run business where um, personal issues can get in the way of making the right business decision. Because I don't think that this happens if Vince McMahon is fully in charge of everything. Vince McMahon has said numerous times before that there's some people that he just cannot work with and he's listed CM Punk as one of those individuals. And I think that we're in the era where dollars, cents, ratings, social media views, all of those things are paramount over emotions and feelings. And I think that's what we get when we have a big organization like TKO uh, that has shareholders that they need to please at the helm of things. Because now that doesn't happen without that. I don't think so. I agree. I think we're in the era where TKO sees, can that guy make us money? Yes, you have a problem with that? Deal with it, because we're going to bring that guy in or that gal in because they're going to make us money. And I think that's that's why we have the situation that we have today. I have a question for you, all right? Oh, okay. All, all right. right. Yeah. If you are Tony Khan, if you're Tony Khan, do you release CM Punk knowing that Survivor Series was two months away in Chicago? Or do you like hold on to prevent that from happening. Kind of like an NFL team, you know, doing the whole franchise tag, preventing them from being able to jump over in free agency. Because like, to me, that's such a miss, not realizing that you're gonna fire, you know, your biggest star ever, and you're opening it up for the WWE to bring him in the best possible situation, best possible timing, best possible venue. Like you're literally handing them over one of like, you're handing it over to them in a silver platter. It couldn't have been a better situation for the WWE. My friend Suplex on Twitter said, Tony Khan should have just taken that ass whooping. (laughs) It's tough, man, because we're never there and we don't know what happened exactly. And there's a lot of NDAs. I think we said it before in the podcast that AEW made the right choice if they felt that way. And this is just the consequence that they knew they had to face and meet. And I think that if everybody on that roster was healthy and they had MJF and Adam Cole still cooking, I don't think they, they miss what CM Punk offered. But when there are so much holes on the table, you have... Uh, you know, th- this is not AEW bashing. This is just what's ha- happened. When you have Sting on a retirement tour and you have Ric Flair tweeting these all capital paragraphs about if he's embarrassing to the promotion, he'll leave. It- it's just, it's just a lot of like, uh, the, the, it's like a quicksand right now on AEW and they just need to find a moment to breathe. And that could be a, a Swerve Strickland hold, you know, that could be that. You know what? I want you to let the the talk to the. I'm gonna. I have missed a phone call real quick. And for, mm. forgive me, but tell the people 
What was it like while you're on vacation when all this was happening? I want to hear that story. I want the people to hear that story. I'll be right back. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Like, so for those that don't understand the full context, I was out of the country on vacation. Um, and, and I had an inkling in the back of my head that the, that this survivor series was going to be a big one, not necessarily because CM Punk was going to return that to me in the back of my head was a possibility, but because I just, I just felt like in that big of an arena, the fact that WWE was selling out even more space, the fact that the WWE was changing around their stage just to have more fans in there, to me, it signaled like something big was going to happen. So being in Portugal, panicking that I was going to miss out on this opportunity, I did everything. I moved to heaven and earth to basically be able to live stream and be able to, to share the experience of CM Punk returning. I was in a hotel room at 4 a.m. in the morning. I had to buy a separate hotel room because I wasn't about to watch wrestling and react to it and record and live stream with my girlfriend sleeping in the back. So I had to spend 200 euros to get a, a, another another hotel room with cruddy internet, but it was enough to be able to do the job. And to have CM Punk return while I'm watching at 4 a.m. in the morning was kind of an out-of-body experience because we're talking about a guy that genuinely... For me, saved professional wrestling. For me, as an individual fan, because I was CM Punk. CM Punk. I was so okay. close to not watching wrestling anymore in 2011. The Rock mm -hmm. brought me back in 2011, but what I came back to was a wasteland, a barren wasteland. Of a lot of the guys that I knew were gone. A lot of the gals that I knew were gone. Women's wrestling in 2011 was a joke, sadly, uh, and. I love Cena, but it was like the worst, most obnoxious Super Cena version of him ever. I was this mm -hmm. close to not watching wrestling anymore. And then CM Punk mm -hmm. came along and gave us that amazing promo, what they call the pipe bomb, and served us the summer of punk, and I was back in. So I always look back on that moment as the moment and the reason as to why I'm here today making content, mm -hmm. because I haven't stopped watching wrestling since. If that mm -hmm. moment doesn't happen, I don't know where I am. I might be in my, in, in, back in a cubicle working for a tech company, doing sales, trying to trying to swindle companies into buying things. All right. But instead, I'm a wrestling content creator. I'm here with Sancho doing a podcast. I make YouTube videos. I live stream. I'm on TikTok. Like this is my life. And I do credit a lot of that weirdly to CM Punk. So a lot of people always ask me like, why are you such a CM Punk apologist? Why are you always on the side of CM Punk? That's mm -hmm. why. That's why. Like, maybe he is in the wrong in these things. But for me, it's so hard to, to say anything negative about this guy because I, I just attribute so much of the great things that are happening in my life right now to CM Punk. So to see him come back to the WWE, like, like I said, I think it was like an out-of-body experience. I almost kind of... Felt like I was being teleported back to that summer of punk. You know, the feeling of like, not that WWE is bad right now, but like the feeling that like WWE is alive. It's alive and well. And and CM Punk really was just like the accent on all of that. So yeah. just to be a part of that, to be able to witness that with almost like 8,000 people that were watching my live streams mm. was, I think like a once in a lifetime moment for me. It seriously was. I don't know what the WWE can do to top this in terms of monumental returns. I think that this was it. At the at the very least, then I don't see how it can be topped for the next 10, 15 years. Unless like 
I don't because we're talking about somebody that left the WWE oh, yeah. when they were like 35. Prime. Prime. Yeah. I don't I think I, the equal to that would have been if Kenny showed up in Royal Rumble last year when his contract was up. It'd be close. It'd be the closest thing of Kenny Omega showed up to the Royal Rumble, or the closest thing would be if there was the forbidden door for WWE or sure. AEW. So we're talking like yeah, CM Punk coming back has been considered when hell freezing over, but WWE working with AEW would be even a bigger freeze. Sure. So that would, yes. so that would be the closest thing ever, and it, it just it just it's just once it's once in a lifetime. It truly is. It's just like your favorite NFL team who just won the Super Bowl literally just signed the MVP of another team the next year, and now you have them. So it's so it's just it's just wild to me. Now the question I have to you for you though is what now? I uh, I don't think he wrestles until Royal Rumble. I don't think he touches the mat at all. He doesn't get in. He doesn't need to. The WWE doesn't need him to wrestle for a while. They just need him to be around to push that story with Seth further. That's the only thing they need him for. They, I I don't want to see him on Raw wrestle. I don't want to see him on SmackDown. Stay away from my boy LA Knight, please. Don't <laughs> even go near him. I I mean I truly truly felt like you, you know that moment. And I feel, I wonder if anyone feel like, you know, that moment in Toy Story where they drop Woody. It's like they, <laughs> that LA, LA Knight being dropped and the Buzz Lightyear see it, Buck. I'm still all about LA Knight. And it's so interesting to see how they book him. He's like this ultimate still babyface saving Randy Orton that we saw on SmackDown. But what do, the, what do they do? What do you want to see? I know you probably uh, made a uh, YouTube video on it, but who's, I mean, obviously he's feeding yeah. with Seth. That's yes. the obvious thing that's feeding with Seth. I, I do want to touch on the point that you said about him not wrestling until the Royal Rumble. I actually have to disagree. I don't mm -hmm. love that. And I and the reason for that is because the, the, we already saw that formula being tried with Bray Wyatt. And I really think that it failed really bad. I don't think that's talking him just, just talking, talking not not really demonstrating what he's capable in the ring. People got tired of that. And people were like, Bray, come on, what's next? Let's go. Of course, uh, rest in peace, Bray Wyatt. I'm talking about his return at Extreme Rules and then him not having a match until, I think it was the Royal Rumble. Was that not his first match? I, I don't even remember. It, it, it took a long time for Bray Wyatt to get in the ring. And I think yeah. it built up, it, it built up to something that Bray Wyatt couldn't meet up to. And it was true. And it was just because it was just nothing but build up, build up, build up. And we we're kind of just like, dude, at the end of the day, like this is wrestling. Like, I want you to wrestle. I want to show and see your stuff in the ring. So, so is this all, all of a sudden, dun, dun, dun. it's the Grayson Waller rub. Is that what you want? Dude, that's what I, I don't want that. I don't want I to don't, wrestle Grayson Waller. I mean, I, it doesn't have to be a Grayson Waller, but like it, it, it can, it can be several other people. Like it could be somebody in the mid card. We could be looking. I mean, like I think Gunther is just not, not a no. realistic option here. No, and we don't even know mean. if he's on Raw or on SmackDown. But he's appearing on SmackDown at the recording yes. of this video. Yes, yes, yes. I, I don't know what the answer is for you, uh, Sancho. Sorry to give you a cop out here. But not I just an answer at all. I know, but I just don't think that keeping him away from the ring. In, in until the inevitable Seth feud is the right call just because I don't know like I just I feel like there's bad mojo with that like that they've already tried it and it failed yeah but just because Bray Wyatt didn't have a feud to link like to latch on to it was just Bray feuding his randomness until Uncle Howdy like who's Uncle Howdy that was the thing with Bray now yeah we know 
we know they're tiptoeing right now, but the wrestling community knows it's Seth that he's talking about, and Seth has a problem with him, and it's like, just just go ahead and talk about it. Let's just have him do, like, do what they had with Matt Riddle, but with CM Punk, yeah. and give me that Seth that has that edge to him, and you're talking some cinematic gold. <sighs> the, yeah. the, the, the sad thing about AEW is that they have that great feud with MJF, and we never will never get that payoff. But we have something here with Seth and CM Punk, and we will get that payoff. And it's just, it has to be Punk, right? That takes Seth out. It has to be. It, not necessarily. I couldn't. He- no. No. <laughs> it cannot be Seth again. No. No, 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 no. I think that we do get to Seth versus Punk. I just think that a lot of people are very, um, very much have their blinders on thinking that this has to be for the world title. You have a unique situation where CM Punk is is a guy with a big enough draw to main event any show at any moment and there doesn't need to be a title involved. Like if we're talking Seth versus Punk at WrestleMania, that could be a night one main event without a title even being on the line. Opening up that World Heavyweight Championship to be defended by another set of subset of guys. Like, look, I, I could see a world where Seth loses that championship because of CM Punk. And we don't need the championship being involved there. Like CM, like CM Punk being champion Stop. right now. Like, th- what does that do? What does that no. do for any of us? What we want it's, is the feud. It's not about us, Hanty. It's it about is. Building up. No, it's about the legitimacy of the heavyweight title. Right now, it's floundering. Right now, with Seth Rollins, if it Punk has it, now we got to, now yes. that title is elevated. Now yes. we're just like, okay, it's CM Punk holding the brass. It's CM Punk walking around with the title. It's it's not because Seth. Seth has done a great job. He's the fighting champion. They keep saying that he's the fighting champion. There's two things as limited Seth Rollins. The the gimmick on top of that, his back injury thing that they've been it, all that yeah. we've been being spoon fed. Oh my back, call an ambulance, but for <laughs> not for me. <laughs> and what I want to see is the set that I've been seeing like glimpses and flashes of the aggressive. And I keep saying that till I'm blue in the face, but we saw it when he was like. Hey, man, you you know, I'm not here to talk about that person. And I just think that Punk is going to get some fantastic promos. So if he's not on TV, you, you want to see him wrestle. You don't know who that answer is. The default is Austin Theory. That's the default. It is it the default. Is. It is the it default. You are is. right. It it's is going to be the great. It's going to be the grace of Waller, Rob. Yeah, yeah it definitely is. CM Punk's in a come, or is it Judgment Day? <laughs> CM Punk cutting a promo? Did the Judgment Day come out? Is it Dominic? It could be so many different people. I just, I just don't see it being like anyone else. It's obviously not Shinsuke because Shinsuke is going after Cody. Why not have a, a, a Cody and CM Punk? It can't be though because Cody's busy. So that's yeah. what I mean. It, it just, it's great that we have this problem, but it is a problem because. He needs to be on TV and wrestle somebody. And who's it going to be? Yeah. The the thing is, is that we're in this like annoyingly long stretch that where like there isn't a major PLE until the end of January. January. Right. So yeah. we have all of December. We have all of January. That is a long time to keep CM Punk out of the ring. You know, like you mentioned, you know, the, the title and Seth Rollins, like to me, like if we want to build a feud where it's like personal, right? It's just two guys hating each other. 
what's the go the gold is just there for for show it's it's not necessary in fact i think it takes away from the reason that these two guys are fighting which is that they hate each other if you put gold there then you know then it, then it just becomes another day of work it just becomes them clocking in a nine to five. Oh yeah it's my turn to go for the world heavyweight championship yep, 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 yep. but if it's not that right if it's a like you said a riddle and seth kind of feud where it's just these two guys hate each other a feud by the way that main evented a ple no title needed you could just do it 30 times better with punk hear me out santi oh Put boy that tinfoil hat it's another sancho booking which the audience really loves <laughs> how does how does la knight come out with the world championship here <laughs> he steals the contract money okay here it is this is a very very mcmahon booking by the way i'm pulling a page out of the mcmahon are you ready mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hit me hit me hit me to fill the time between the two at Royal Rumble, at least to get the first match, you have Miss AJ Lee pick a feud with Becky Lynch. And then you get a mixed tag team between CM Punk and AJ Lee versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Boom. A book it. I don't, I don't hate that. But, yes. but it's probably going to be the Grayson Waller effect uh, <laughs> or, or the Miz. Yeah. The Miz is another classic like, ah, you know, he's the stopgap. Yeah, the Miz, he's a, he's a baby face now. He's a baby face. And he's a good baby face. He's been he's crushing it as a good baby face. He's a good baby face. I mean, it could be, it, it has to be one of those two. Those are guys, they're heels, but they are like. I don't know, like uh, henchman heels, you know? They're the stooges of WWE right now. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they literally, like almost quite literally are, uh, which yeah. is why they play the role really well, because they, they're simple fodder. They're you know red what? shirts. I, I want to put a pause on this conversation, but can we talk about the hidden gem of the comebacks? Our truth who's yes. just been lighting up everything, dude. Dude, he's so, so good. good. So, so good. good. That... I think that that ruffle segment has to be in contention for the best sponsored segment that I've ever seen the WWE do. That is how you do that brand integration while still like still having the essence of your characters in place, you know, without yeah. it feeling shoehorned or forced like it was perfect that is exactly how you deliver like dude ruffles had to like the, the, the company ruffles had to have been smiling from ear to ear knowing that they got the best possible brand integration that they could have paid for. I'm sure they paid a pretty penny for it, but dude, I wanted ruffles. I wanted the ruffle shuffle. Like they, whether it was the intention or not, Tozawa's dance is forever. The ruffle shuffle. Now they, they got themselves a dance next. We're going to have the ruffle shuffle as a Fortnite emote. I'm telling <laughs> you, we're good. We're going to have the ruffle shuffle as a Fortnite emote. Did you catch like the all the other appearances of R Truth on Monday Night Raw? I only all the only one that I've caught again, uh, just kind of still returning from vacation, is him yeah. eating all the jelly donuts uh, the, the <laughs> in jelly the JD, rolls, the jelly rolls. Yeah, yeah, the jelly rolls in in, in the JD locker room. I love that. I absolutely it's, love that. It's so funny because he's like, "Y'all need to get a TV in here," and at the very <laughs> end, Damien goes, "Yeah, we need to get a TV in here." <laughs> and then on Monday Night Raw, he's in the clubhouse putting the CRT TV. <laughs> He's like, hey, I got this really nice TV in here. And they're like, what is this? This is awful. And then Damien tries to fix it at the end. But it's just, it's just a surprise to see our truth. And granted, he's up there in age. 
But they could do so many great things with him. And I, you know what I like about it as well? Is that it gives an opportunity for maybe Alpha Academy to not be the only comedic act they have. And they could make R-Truth do that, uh, like carry that load. And at the same time as well, I just love them poking fun at the Judgment Day clubhouse. It's such the silliest thing for like a a top heel faction to have this merch cave that we talked about. And it's just there and it's all glory. But R-Truth is a fantastic addition to the roster. I think that he just adds a little bit of the veteran leadership in the segments. Because he was great in every segment that he was in when he was active. And at the same time, he could be used to create sympathy for uh, an, like a, for a face to save. If, you know, R-Truth can jump by Judgment Day, maybe CM Punk comes out to save him. Who knows? I've never seen CM Punk save anybody in a long time. No. I don't think he'll ever do it again. You're so right. You're so, dude, yeah. Sancho, hey. give yourself a pat on hey. the back. Sometimes, hey. man, you just hey. say the right things. Hey. I, you know what? I'm going to counter that with a dumb thing. I still don't think Drew's a heel. Okay, okay, dude, this is it, that's getting a little ridiculous. We're getting a little <laughs> ridiculous now. Wait, I got, wait, wait, I, under, wait, wait. I understood wait. it at first, but like it's, <laughs> it's. But I would say after Monday Night Raw, yeah, that dude's a heel. Yeah, <laughs> dude, we're 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 treading dangerously into Thanos did nothing wrong territory yeah. here, you know. <laughs> But I was, dude, it was funny because like the whole time leading up to that Monday Night Raw, which is a great match, by the way, with Seth. And I know, I, uh, by the way, timestamps be damned. They're all done. Um, when it comes to, to uh, Drew, that was a great match. I was like, oh, I see. I like this Drew. He's not a heel. And then when he jumped Sammy again and slamming his head in the concrete, I was like, all right, okay, man. Well, can't defend you now. You're a heel now. <laughs> oh, man, that is so true. This I was like. Dude, this is this is such a random reference, but there's a character in Game of Thrones, the show, Stannis yes. Baratheon. All right, who yes. I def I was like, this is the best character. This is the guy that we want to go with. I'm telling you, this is the rightful king of Westeros. Look, he's a good guy. Oh God, he's burning his daughter. No, listen, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> Look, he needed Stannis to burn his daughter. <laughs> Stannis Baratheon. <laughs> so I feel My like you're being God. an apologist for, for for Drew did nothing wrong here. I can't defend him now, but you know, seeing the Game of Thrones, the Onion Knight was the dopest character in that show. Dude, that, so that true. Dude's my, dude's my homie, dude. The Onion Knight. What a dope name. Dude, do you made something so common be so cool at the same time. Do you know the story, like with his with his fingers? I like why, that why? His, his his father was an onion farmer, right? No, 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 no. no. So, so the story with his fingers this is why I love Stannis Baratheon. Well, if you're made of this far into the show, you're 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 here till the end. All right, so we're going oh, on a little okay, bit nice. of a tangent here. All right, oh, all right. So Stannis Baratheon is like this black and white guy. Okay, you're either really good or you're evil. There's no in between. That's the that's right. the that's his character flaw. So the yeah. Onion Knight, the reason he's the Onion Knight is because during this uh, the war. The original war that isn't in the show. Yeah. Uh, he smuggles onions into the castle to feed Stannis's troops who were starving and were this close to eating right. humans. All right. So he was rewarded by becoming the Onion Knight. He was given a knighthood. That's the for the good that he did. But right. smuggling is illegal. So Stannis mm -hmm. took his fingers for it. So he's like, ah, you did a good thing. You did a bad thing. All right, you get you get the rewards for the good thing. Well, I take your fingers for the bad thing. That's the story of the Onion Knight. What a great character. Can George R. R. Martin, finish the books. Finish the books, man. What is going on? 
What is going yeah. on right now, man? You, you know what's crazy is HBO would probably re-release the season and be like, this is the real ending of Game of Thrones. It would I, be all for it. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that, man. Dude, oh, man. This, wait, wait. Is this the real ending for the WWE and CM Punk? Like, whatever happened mm -hmm. before is what HBO just gave us for Game of Thrones. But is this the is this the real ending? Is this the last run of Punk? Like, is it, like what did he sign for? A one-year one-off? Two years? Is he just here until AEW goes under and that's what his job is for? Like that's what I was telling people that he's back with a vengeance and they're like, no, he's here for to make himself money. And I love that line. He's like, I'm not here to make friends. I'm here for the money. But truthfully, you're there to bury AEW. That's why you're back. And people are like, no, he realizes that he has the love of the ring and he got that love back in AEW. But there's a chip on his shoulder now that he wants to prove a point to the world that he's not uh, he's not problematic. And he's not this guy that causes issues. That he was just in a a bad situation, and that you know the bad things happen. And sometimes when you're in that situation, you don't know who to trust. And he didn't know who to trust. He only leaned on his friends, and that's why he wasn't in the WWE. He couldn't trust McMahon for so long, and now he's here again. And now it just shows you that Triple H is here for business because Triple H could have easily said no because he said some mean things about Triple H when he left the. the the first time yeah and, and that quote you know the i'm not here to make friends i'm here to make money and okay. i think i think that's tko's mentality as well we're not we don't care if you guys are friends we are here to become the biggest most profitable company possible and bringing guys like cm punk and putting on shows like cm punk and seth rollins seth rollins so you have a problem with cm punk get over it because that match and that feud is going to make money all right and we don't need you to be best friends we just need you to do the work all right and no i think problems. Please, no, no, please buckle no buckle bombs. Please, please no buckle, buckle bombs. bombs. So, and, and, and why is that doing that sunset flip move? Did you see that? Yes, I don't know if that's, that's well. what tore his, uh, his knee know, the first time. Yeah. It scares me every time. Dude, every time. It's like watching Derrick Rose go up for a dunk. It's never, yeah. it, 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 it makes you scared. All right. Sorry mm -hmm. for the basketball references for the Europeans that might not follow. When Wimby goes for a drive, I'm like, oh, Wimby, please. Please don't. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you elegant giraffe. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to like the three and nineteen San Antonio yeah. Spurs, man. Shout out to the Spurs. Hey, <laughs> really holding a, it down. We beat the Suns back to back, baby. <laughs> uh, so CM Punk's end game. All right, that's that what means. I'm interested in, right? You kind of uh, I mean. talked about that a little bit because okay, if his end game is to make money, great. Because he's made it. He's made it. He's 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 gonna keep making more of it so long as he stays in line, and I think it's gonna be really easy to stay in line. Because everybody, yep. I think everybody in the WWE has the mentality right now and recognize that the WWE is the hottest that it's ever been, right? Yes. Let's not ruin this. Let's, we, they know that they've got their biggest competition on their heels. Mm -hmm. Let's not ruin this. Let's push forward and do the work, do the business. And it, it's moments like these that make me angry that Roman isn't around full time. All right. Because imagine imagine how stacked this would be if every friday roman reigns was there if if we knew that punk was about to go on smackdown and there was even a possibility that roman reigns might interrupt or that a possibility that paul Heyman has a conversation with roman reigns about cm punk mm, mm, makes me so upset to not have the face of the company at a moment in time when the when the WWE is 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 white hot, the hottest that it's arguably ever been, it's upsetting, and I don't think that we're gonna get him anywhere near close until uh, probably close to the Rumble, right? Yeah, but what I want to know is if he, you, you, I don't think 
Are you thinking that CM Punk not getting the heavyweight belt, he's going for the undisputed? You think he's going to go after... It's not necessarily what I think. It's just knowing the possibility is there. That's all. The fact that he's, you know, he's on SmackDown. If Roman was the guy on SmackDown, always on SmackDown, a guy like Roman would not be okay with CM Punk just coming in and taking the limelight. But the fact that he's not there takes away any of that possibility, takes away any of that potential fantasy booking, little, you know, little ringing in the back of your brain saying this could happen. This could happen because now I know what the Roman Reigns formula is. And it's, it's the same one. Every time he comes back, they find the guy that he feuds with 20 minutes, weeks, then he's gone. Yeah. And 20 minute entrance. Yes. It's like frosty, the snowman. Look, hear me out. CM Punk costs Cody the belt at WrestleMania. And Roman re- retains. I don't, oh. I, don't, I don't think Roman, if, the, I'm telling you, the CM Punk throws a wrench in everything. Everything. Everything, everything was laid out. Like, all right, perfect. Philadelphia, WrestleMania, LA Knight wrestles Logan Paul. <laughs> I'm glad you're embracing it. I'm glad I, you're I embracing to. it. Yeah, I have to. There's no point for me. He that where is LA Knight going? Okay, as an LA Knight number one glazer, I am worried that there's not enough glaze for LA Knight and CM Punk to exist on the same program. There's just not. It, there's just too much cl- uh, cra- uh, clashing of styles here. The, CM Punk will destroy LA Knight. Okay, so let's let's fi- let's let's kind of set out everything that this throws okay. a wrench in, right? So CM Punk comes back. This throws He's, a wrench. He he, yes, he throws a wrench in LA Knight being like the top, you know, anti-establishment babyface. That's Punk now. Exactly, it's been Punk. It is Punk. Yeah, LA it, LA, LA Knight. I don't. He's He's good at what he's doing, but it's 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 like for example, it is when Alpha Academy has a thing. And it's the it's the Creed brothers. Those are the dudes. Yes, it's, it's Austin Theory. It's Logan Paul. That is the social media star. Go ahead. All right. Who was the mo- Who was the favorite to win the Rumble for the longest time? La Knight N- and Cody N- or Cody. Nah. Gunther. Gunther. That's what everybody's saying. Okay, just play along here. Okay, just play along here. Okay, if okay, if Gunther is the guy that's gonna win the Royal Rumble, do you see him going up against Seth Rollins anymore? I don't. No, because CM Punk is there and it throws a wrench. What else does that throw a wrench in? If it's not C, and now I'm gonna side with you. If it's not CM Punk versus Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship, I think that it devalues the World Heavyweight Championship. I think it, it genuinely does because let's say right. it ends up being Gunther versus Drew McIntyre. That's just not as big a match as Seth Rollins versus CM Punk. It's just not. It's just not. So it's going to throw a wrench on the World Heavyweight Championship picture. It's going to throw a wrench on what the Royal Rumble winner does. Like you said, could throw a wrench into what happens with Cody's story. Could throw a wrench with what happens with, with Roman Reigns. Let's not forget that CM Punk and Paul Heyman are buddy buddies. It just changes so much. Oh. God, wait a minute. You gave me chills. Paul Heyman turning on Roman Reigns to side with his uh, former advocate? Ooh. It's not a 0% possibility. It's always the the people within the house that cause the most problems. And that, that just gave me chills that Paul Heyman, the wise man, paying the long game. And does Roman trust the wise man now that CM Punk's back? There's so many wrenches. 
Yeah, so many wrenches. I mean, they've done it before, like during the the Roman Brock feud, right? right? Yeah. There was a whole like, where does the wise man lead? I need. Mean, there was a moment where uh, Paul Heyman got kicked out and Superman punched out of the bloodline. Like we could see yeah. something like that again. That's really cool. So it just mm-hmm. there's so many possibilities here, man. And I I'm inclined to like the fact that this wrench is there. I like the fact that now. If I were to make a WrestleMania predictions video, I don't think I can predict the proper WrestleMania card. I think without CM Punk there, I could have laid out a proper argument as to why I think XYZ is going to be the WrestleMania card. I have no idea right now because CM Punk exists. He changes so many things and I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it is a good thing unless you're LA Knight. It's a bad thing for LA Knight, but I think for fans and programming and for fans that think that maybe booking is getting a little bit too predictable, I think this is the right wrench to throw into the mix to really make everyone wonder what they're going to do next. I'm a fan that I like to think that I like to that 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 I get the world of professional wrestling and booking and I could see things coming. You know, that's not necessarily like the casual. That's okay. But Mm -hmm. even as a one of those hardcore nerds losers, I'm having a tough time. I'm having a tough time understanding where they're going to go with this. And I kind of like it. I kind of dig it. What about you? It makes it must watch TV. I have to watch SmackDown to figure it out. I mean, I I felt as good as Monday Night Raw was it, without Punk. It was just like, whoa, wait, 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 why not Punk? Why Punk's not here? Type of thing. You know, he he should be here too. Or I think that they're just trying to uh, you you know stall as long as possible until they figure it all out. Because I do believe them that this was a kind of like a last minute deal and that it got made and not a lot of people knew what it was and not even the creative knew what was happening. But now they have it. I, I just feel that they ha- they don't necessarily have to get it right. They have freedom to mess around with, and I think the biggest thing that if I was a punk fan, they were they're not going to ask him to do something wild right out the gate. And I think CM Punk has to feel that mm, a little bit of kind of like oh oh I don't have to do a crazy dive, and I don't have to be ridiculed for not wanting to do a bump off a car on real glass like. Those so all those kinds of things that he was having problems with the AEW, I feel that will free him up. Uh, I thought he he he, had, he did a great promo. I think the promo. Some people were like a, they, that, that it was lame. I really liked it. I, I like the promo, and there's no other one that the people that could do it in the WWE. I feel that oftentimes the faces are very formulaic on the WWE because we talked about this so many times. It's hard to be a face in this business in the WWE. It's easier to be a heel, and CM Punk could toe that line between the two. But I think he's a heel when he's coming in, and if he and, and if he leans to more of this, how much money this is going to make me, I think it'd be interesting to see that new wrinkle and and CM Punk because we have so many different. I don't. You said he's anti-establishment. This is the first time I think he's going to be super greedy and selfish, hmm. like super greedy and selfish. Where, like, oh, you want me to like? I could see. Adam Pierce and coming out and going, hey, we have this match for you with Grayson Waller. Da da da. He's like. No, not going to make me money. Mm. Not for it. Yeah, you like that, right? I kind of like that. Yeah. No, I'm not for it. This is not good for me, CM Punk. And, and I mean, and like CM Punk to a degree has always been a greedy character, but like ne- they never really like played into it so like that much. 
not behind the scenes, he often he never got a main event. I think this is the time he says, "I'm going to grab what's mine. This is my time now. Oh, I, I'm not going to be the company man. I'm not going to, you know, put Taker over. I'm going to want that main event. I'm going to win." And Does I, I think. He cracks open that part of the business where he's going to be like, it's oh, my time. I like that. Do you think, yeah. let's say he signed a three-year agreement. Do you that think, right. do, you, do you think that in those three years, he main events night two of WrestleMania? Because that's been think, his, that was like one of his biggest right. gripes with the WWE. I still remember like the, the, the gripe that the he had with the, you know, like that podcast. How dare yeah. they allow the Miz main event WrestleMania before me? How dare they let Dwayne The Rock Johnson just come in out of nowhere when I'm the hottest thing on television and have him main event? That This mm -hmm. has been a genuine gripe with CM Punk. Is this where, you know, where they finally like make amends, shake hands and say, all right, punky boy, here you go. We're going to feed mean, you. We're going to feed you to Roman Reigns and night two of WrestleMania. All of a sudden. Feed, feed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, RIP Ryback who had to retire what? because of the return of CM Punk. The big guy. No, I, I think that's part of the contract. I th That has to be. If and if I was Roman, if I was CM Punk, that would be my number one like contingency. Yes, I will sign for you. Yes, I must main event WrestleMania within three years. Oh. If not, I'm not. I'm not coming back. He, and that's the only. Okay, that's the only card he can play. We the, the his fans are too smart for them to be, believe in this face. Punk, I'm here for the WWE. That's why some people have problems with this promo. I'm here to. I've changed. Blah, 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 I'm blah. home. Yeah, I'm home like, are you punk? What's the yeah. real thing? And so I think if, if they lean into that, I'm the one that's controlling my booking. I have creative control like Hogan did. If, if he's like that new Hogan type where he's like, I have creative control of my decisions. I'm not wrestling this guy. I'm not doing that. I'll wrestle you, Seth. But know that we're making, I'm doing this for money. I'm not doing this to put you over. I'm not putting this to put what I'm doing this for money. Let's make money. That's the kind of like that's an interesting wrinkle to me that I haven't seen in WWE because it's a blending of the bit like behind the scenes business and what's in the ring. And at the same time, that's what CM Punk does the best. He could toe the he toes the line between kayfabe and behind the scenes so beautifully. And why not exploit this nugget so well? Because that was probably the best line in the promo that barely was made the air, like barely made the air. Yeah. Do you, do you think it was supposed to be in there? Oh yeah, yeah. You think oh, it was yeah. supposed to be in there? Because like, wasn't, even, if it wasn't, why show it again? That's true. That's so true. Because when he said that, like the first time, I was just like, oh, ooh, ooh, this is naughty punk misbehaving. <laughs> ooh, punk, you're getting a little bit spicy here. You aren't supposed to say that. But yeah, it's less fun if it's if it was scripted for him to say that. But it's cool to think that it wasn't. It's cool to think that CM Punk is starting to rebel mm -hmm. on his contract. Ooh, ooh, here we go. Here comes the drama. <laughs> It's it's a good t it's a good place for business, and I think let's say Triple H is wanting to retire, or he he's not going to. But I mean, HBK is a fantastic booker too. So crushing it, crushing it. I, that's what I feel like. It's so good about WWE is that they're stacked beyond behind the scenes as well, and and they have a deep roster. And dude, CM Punk could show up at NXT, and that would be instant oh. ratings, right? Oh, hey, see what I mean? Like they have so many. They better not put him with Brian Pillman Jr. yet, though. They, oh no, no, he needs some work. Got to let yeah. the man cook a little bit. But th that's what I, I like about this signing the most is that there's so much variety that they can do with Punk. And 
he's like a, another Logan Paul signing where he could go anywhere and this he could dip into he could show up on a Rogan he could show up on a Pat McAfee podcast and hold his own and and be punk impulsive. And Yep, you can show up Ooh. on Impulsive. Ooh. Don't. Ooh. Don't. Oh, Logan versus man. CM Punk. All right, quickly. Yes. What's your what's your top five CM Punk matches coming back Like that you want to yeah. see the most? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Roman, Seth. That like I feel like in terms of history, that's one, two for me right there. I would like All to right. see him uh, against Cody at some point or another as well. I think like the, 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 the history is there for the smart fan, right? AEW, yep. one of All the, right. the granddaddies of AEW there and Cody Rhodes versus the, the guy who was kicked out by AEW and CM Punk. Right. I think that's there. I think that's great. You're going to think that this is stupid. Logan Paul. I don't care. I don't care if it's stupid because Logan Paul has demonstrated that it doesn't matter who he's up against. He is the type that, elevates himself to the situation that he's in. Not mm -hmm. only has he done elevated himself to be face to face and feeling like a genuine threat to Roman and Seth Rollins uh, and now most likely LA Knight. Like he's just so good at elevating himself to each and every situation. And the last one, look, I, I still think oh, that what? at some ready? point or another. Ready? Wait, 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 ready? Oh. I'm gonna say it at the same time. One, one two, two, three. three. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh well, yeah. That's that's actually that's that's actually the best one. <laughs> Look, I've been. It is the best one. Look, I was just gonna say, I think it'd be kind of poetic if you know he just had to take a few chops in order to to pay his penance for all of the awful things that he said to the W about the WWE. But you know what you want good to be like. Phil, you're a great wrestler, Phil, but do you not belong in the ring with the ring general? That's what you want him just to call him Phil. I hate that you did that so well. I hate, dude, that was a, a scarily accurate cadence of how he talks. Anyways, Stone Cold Steve Austin is definitely the, the number one option here. It was supposed to happen back in uh, WrestleMania 27. Was in the books again for potentially at WrestleMania 28. But Stone Cold just like refused to come out of retirement. But he's come out already at WrestleMania 38 for Kevin Owens. And I would think that if there is a... Because obviously I'm sure Punk would be down for this. The WWE would be down for this. If there's a match, if there's a feud that Stone Cold would be game for... It's this one. It's it's uh, John uh, Dwayne getting hyped there too. It's John Cena and The Rock all over again. It's Icon versus Icon. It's the best talkers of their time. It's it's basically the last refuge or the last iconic symbol of the Attitude Era is Stone Cold Steve Austin going up against CM Punk. That means. Wayne's getting hyped, y'all. That's the that's Santi's dog. But CM Punk would then had matches against Mount Rushmore, essentially. Yeah, yeah. By, by the way, uh, yeah, my dog's going crazy. You were hearing it, Sancho, but I, I did mute it for the audience there just, oh, to, wow. just to help you. Yeah, we got, the, we got the ability to do these things. We have the ability to do these things. You know, we got technology now. We got technology. Thank you for, for calming down, Dwayne. Um, yes, I think that's the... That's the last bastion of the Attitude Era versus the modern day that's left. I think that's it. 
I don't think because we've 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 Triple H has done it all basically. You know, Triple H has had matches with just about everybody from like the more modern era right up until mm-hmm. like right even into everybody from the Shield. Right, he's mm-hmm. had the feud with with I mean Cena's the Randy Orton's of the world. And we mm-hmm. look at the Rock; he did his comeback with 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 Cena. And then when we look at Stone Cold Steve Austin, look, no disrespect, but Kevin Owens is not the representation of an era. CM Punk is. CM Punk is. Kevin did a great job protecting yes. him. And if Stone Cold to take a, a back bump on a concrete, I think he could wrestle Punk style. Don't know if Punk could lift him up and hit him with the GTS, but they could work around it. I'm sure. could do some. Listen, like that. That exists for the mic work. It's for the mic work. Uh, for oh, me, that could be a five-minute match. It really can be, and I'll be entirely okay with it. Because at the I, end of the day, like that's Stone Cold Steve Austin. We don't need him doing 20-minute matches if he can't. But he could be putting on 20-minute promos. He can do that. It's for the Stone promo. Cold, Stone Cold wrestles underneath, and CM Punk wrestles as heel in that one. He's just more on top of him. Stone Cold gets a hot spot. At least hits him with the stunner once. CM Punk kicks out, and maybe some shenanigans, some interference. It's not gonna be a clean match. Not gonna be. Clean. No, you don't think so? Nah. Mm. Oh, what if? Oh, I love when they start with what if. CM Punk takes over the bloodline. <laughs> the worst part is, is that there's precedent because he took over the Nexus and created the new Nexus. Let's have the new, new bloodline. <laughs> new, new bloodline. It's a great, it's a great time for WWE. They have, they have the right pieces and they could create anything. And that's, what's really exciting is that they, they put themselves in this position to do that. And I'm, I'm just hoping that AEW, they just have to weather the storm. Uh, I mean, WWE has been part of this before when AEW was cooking all cylinders, when they had Adam Cole, Brian Danielson showed up on the same night, and you're like, oh, my God, they're in trouble. Then they had the Rainmaker show up. Like, dude, there's some good things. And now they have Will Ospreay now. So there's some good things AEW needs to do. They just need to weather the storm. There's rumors as well is that WWE is interested in the Rainmaker. I mean, there's I mean, is CM Punk and the Rainmaker? That'd be a great match for us wrestling nerds. I'd be down to see o- Okada go in there and get some matches with CM Punk. That'd be awesome. I would love that. I would love to see Okada in the WWE. He would have a better run than he did at AW, though. I tell you that. You think so? Oh yeah. Mm. He would have a, he would he, he wouldn't have these one-off wrestling matches. He would have like a legit like buildup. Yeah, but versus... he was having one-offs because he was he, that he was just a special right, attraction right. in AEW. Right, right, right. But at least a bigger like buildup to it than yeah. just show up and save somebody type of situation. Yeah, and you know what? Like nowadays WWE, um, and and you know this is a just true, objectively true for a long time. WWE, if you were a foreigner that didn't speak the best English, you were kind of treated like as a dumb character. Um, very much like a, a child. Like you think of like mm-hmm. Funaki, for example, I think is a, is yeah. a great example of this, um, which is which is so archaic. It's so unfortunate that that's the way that they treated foreign, w, uh, foreign WWE superstars. But the WWE has done such a great job of turning that narrative completely upside down. And like, if I just want to talk about like Japanese wrestlers, like we have Shinsuke Nakamura and Io Sky, uh, Asuka just absolutely crushing it at the top of their game right now. Okada has to be looking at that and being like, okay, I'm not going to get treated like a child here i'm gonna get treated like the rainmaker i hate to say this every wrestler wants to have that wrestlemania moment at least once at least once to walk out in that crowd and sting talked about it when he walked out before wembley mm, like yeah having that moment is the wrestlemania moment i mean 
you grow up i think wrestlers nowadays will now grow up and wanting to be an AEW wrestler but a lot of them now you grow up wanting to be a wwe superstar yeah and, and i don't think that people are still are growing up right now wanting to be an AEW superstar i still think not WWE's, yet not yet not, not yet, yet, not not yet, not yet. yet. But now now yeah in the indies yeah you want to be taken care of Santi been all over the place today we talked about randy orton we talked about our truth to talk about the big dog cm punk we talked about how i'm scared for la night is there any other questions that you have on the docket you've been stewing you've been portugal jumping all around the islands did you go to the canary islands did you go to spain at all no 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 we were in the portugal. in portugal i was in the azores right. there uh right. and i was in, in lisboa just hanging out all right all right watching wrestling wherever i could but you know do you, do you think we cover the new new heat order are you down to go to new i'm down to, to dive in i'm down to, right. to go ahead first first of all everybody we just have to scrap the new new heat order it has been obliterated it's been blown up good thing we put it on pause when we first had to because the WWE now is in a whole other world <laughs> like i cannot believe right now our new new heat order for those of you who don't know this is the first time tuning in, in a long time the new new order is something that whoever's appearing on tv is cooking which is odd to me because i could probably guess who's going to be a number one and they're not even haven't been on tv in a while but the new heat order is about who's creating the buzz the hype in and out of the ring and who are we excited to see the most and what storyline we're seeing uh, developing just to give you an idea, the new new heat order was number one, Logan Paul, mm. coming out of winning the Crown Jewel United States Championship and putting on that belt on Instagram and running around with that belt. And it's instantly put in number one, and number two was Drew McIntyre, and number three was Damage Control. Oh, the things have changed. Boy. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. things have changed. So now we will, now with the meeting of the minds, we will create a new top 20 of the who is the hottest wrestlers going in. And I will start with the bidding and CM Punk at number one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get any any pushback from me. And you know what? I'll make it simple for you. It's Randy Orton at number two. Randy Orton, the Apex Anaconda. Yeah, the Python. Anaconda. Just for dexterity reasons, I will use some Chase U to represent CM Punk. until I keep going. <laughs> All right, Randy Orton. He's not on this little tear maker thing. And he, is is Seth even top three? I think I'm kind of I'm now interested in what Seth is going to do now. I, that he has to be. I, I would like at least top five because of the existence of CM Punk and the fact that we're all just kind of like clamoring, waiting for like when is that gonna happen? When is that gonna blow up? He had a great championship match with uh, with Jey Uso as well. Um, even though he classic Seth Rollins won in the same way that. You know, he's been winning every other. Anyways, I'm not going to dive into why I don't love Seth Rollins' championship reigns. But, I look, I think I want to put him in three. Be, just because I want to know when that CM Punk feud is inevitably going to happen. I'm still hot for Drew. I'm going to put Drew at four. Okay, no pushback from me either. Dude, he beat up Jay. He's beating up everybody. But he's not a, he's not a heel yet, right? He's not a heel. He he just ran. Sancho. It's been reported that he just ran over a group of nuns. Is he a heel yet? Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, I'm sure he had his reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was because the bloodline screwed him over. This is a Jey Uso. All right. Where does LA Knight go? 
He had the big save on Randy. He got a huge pop still, man. Sure, sure. Had a lot of yes when he came out. Came out with those Tims. Huh? Has still the are biggest you, are merch you, seller in November. Do you do you just want to like stop beating around the bush? Do you want to put him at five? Is that what you're trying to get to? Is that what you're trying to do here? I want to put him at 10, homie. At 10? We're dropping nah. him to 10. He's do not in it. Well, who is he feuding with? He's, I, there's nothing. I know, but like, is there enough in terms of other people that you think are ahead of him right now? I'm telling you it's a Woody and Buzz situation, you know? it's, it's <laughs> He's the Woody in this situation right now. I, I mean, Cody right now with Nakamura is much more interesting to whatever LA Knight's doing. Okay, okay. LA Knight right now wasn't on Survivor Series. That's a one. What and it just came out and SmackDown didn't cut a promo, just save Randy. I mean, is he gonna team up with Randy? Is he gonna he's gonna get an RKO at some point from Randy? Let's just be real. Yes, yes. Wh whoever's near Randy is gonna get an RKO. It doesn't oh, matter who you are. Man, it's so sad seeing you like this, seeing you I'm, so I'm defeated. You're so defeated, man. Like I'm, I want I wanna reach through the screen and pet you. Like I just feel so bad. For for seeing your boy LA Knight just being chucked down the list of the of the new new heat order after you've been fighting for so long to keep him in the top five. Yeah, Woody situation. All right, ten. Ten it is. And it is. All right. Uh does Rhea Ripley, who you know, had a title defense at Survivor Series. And you know, where, where does that go? Rhea wasn't on Raw. Uh, eh. I think it wasn't, she wasn't on Raw. I'm pretty Really? I'm more hot on both Becky Lynch and Nia Jax right now, if I'm being honest with you, than Rhea. Dude, I I had a moment again. I was watching Nia wrestle. And I was like, oh, she's doing really good against Shade and Baszler. I'm like, all right. And then that, that German suplex moment happens. I'm like, oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was ready to, you know, on, on Twitter, I was literally typing the tweet. <laughs> I was doing really good, and then that happened. I was like, "Oh no!" I still like her, dude. I still think she's rocking. Um, poor Shayna Baszler, though. Uh, I cannot put not Nia Jax up over Rhea Ripley. Not over Rhea. Okay, fine, 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 fine. Uh, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested I, right now in Nia Jax. I put, I put Rhea at seven. That high? Yes, really? she's mommy. I know, but yeah, but like, this isn't the new mommy order. You know, we can't just, you can't just boost her up because she's mommy. Okay, where do you put Becky Lynch then? Where does Becky go? The man. I, I, aren't you more interested in Becky right now than Rhea? No? No? Okay. No I mean, look, Rhea did have that, that great promo where she confronted Randy Orton. I feel like that's the biggest thing that yeah. she's done in a while. If okay. it wasn't for mommy, we don't get daddy's home. That's I, a great line. That is a great line, but it's all it's that's just gonna be an interaction that leads to nothing because Randy's on SmackDown now. Sure. It's a it's nope. a nothing interaction. It was a cool interaction, but it's a nothing interaction. All right, where where do we put Rhea then? I say she's at seven. And then Becky, you're gonna put okay. higher than seven. Ind indulge me and put Rhea. Look, fine. I won't put you're fighting on Becky too much here. Let's yeah. do Rhea at eight, uh -huh. Becky yeah. at nine. Okay. Okay. Gunther at seven. I love Gunther right now. Yes. At, okay. Gunther at yes. seven. I where's the rest of Judgment Day go? I feel like they're comedic. They're staying relevant with their comedic timing and whatnot. JD is hilarious. As Wait, to be sorry. One second before we get to JD, do we have yeah. any more room in the top ten? 
Uh, yeah, that's where I was like, where we put because right now we have five and six available. So you have Gunther, uh, Rhea at eight, Becky at nine, and LA Knight at ten. I am, I, am, I, am I crazy for thinking our truth? Am no. I crazy? All right, so you're saying you're excited to see the next R Truth segment? I'm so pumped! Day. Yes, yes, I I care so. I look, right now, I in terms of Judgment Day, I care more about them if R Truth is involved. Okay. <laughs> so over Gunther, I put I put Gunther ahead of him. I put Gunther ahead of him. Yes, yes, I would. But I think I think I think we gotta have R Truth in there, man. All right, R Truth at seven above Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I'm I'm comfortable with that. Okay. It does put us in a weird situation with Cody and Nakamura because I think that they're both pretty high up on the list right now, but they might just be out of the top 10. Oh, my God. I think LA Knight slips out of the top 10, dude, because Cody and Nakamura is going to be pretty heat, I think. I look, like I th look, Cody Nakamura, I think, should be 9-10. Okay. And then whoever the 9-10 are right now, they go down to 11 12 Becky and LA Knight. I see the dude you're, I'm so sorry to, to to see you this way. It's it pains me. It pains me to see the the top LA Knight glazer running out of glaze. The glaze factory has dried up. <laughs> no more glaze to spread. All the, yes, the the all of the glaze factories have been converted to CM Punk glaze factories around the world, and there's no glaze left for the for the LA Knight factory. It's just a butter knife on top of dry bread. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, fine. So who's five? Five is open. Oh, five is open. I thought we is, filled that up. Is, is Logan at five? Still oh, running around? I would say so. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Now setting up this. Uh, um this like tournament for for the title hell yeah, yeah dude hell yeah i uh, don't like who's fighting in that tournament though i don't i feel like the tournament who i mean it's obviously going to be kevin owens like, yes it's kevin owens and right? and i think that's the right choice frankly uh, i think that's that's a very like that's an incredibly entertaining feud that's an incredibly entertaining match absolutely i'm down for that but I, do i dude, want do i don't want kevin to win though i still want ellen um Paul to, to to keep that title. That line he goes, "Hey, uh, KO, you call yourself the prize fighter, but I, I'm the one who actually was in the ring with the prize fighter. I am a prize fighter. I fought against the best boxer in the world." I was like, I was like, Logan out here already cooking, dude. I like Logan's fearless against uh, his, when his promo work. You would think so. Granted, he did have a voice crack. He's like, I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's put uh, let's put Logan in that five position. So that uh, that right. covers us already from one through twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so where does Judgment Day go? Thirteen. Kind of fine with that. Yeah, yeah. The whole the TV segment was fun. All right. So we have Rhea at eight, Cody and Shinsuke at nine, Becky at ten, LA Knight at eleven. At twelve, may I present? Nah, not Naya. At 12, I really am excited to see. I'm trying to think. All right. I thought gate. we already had a 12. No. I thought that's LA Knight, no? Uh, he's at 11. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'll put him at 11. All right. Let's just slow down. Slow down. Slow Wait, down. where's Nakamura and. A nine. I put them together. Cody and Nakamura. Oh, and oh you put them together. Okay. Yeah, I thought. Together. Okay, 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 okay. 
Yeah, they're cooking together. I think Nakamura can't stand on his own. Okay, right sure, 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 sure. May I say Sami Zayn at 12? Ooh. There's some great fight against yeah. Drew. Very I good. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be put on the shelf for a bit, though. I think that's the angle that they're leaning towards. Hmm. Okay. I'm I'm trying to think of a reason why not, and I can't think of one. So there you go. perfect. So yeah. that leaves us 14, 15, 14 through twenty empty. All right. Now this is where I feel like I don't like the Creed brothers. We're getting we're getting there. We're getting a lot I of know. Creed brothers, bro. And you know, you know, it's way too much. This way early. too much. Way too much. Way too they much. Should, this early. Look, I I. It's undeniable that they're very, very talented, but it's too early and they haven't endeared themselves to the fans the way that they endeared themselves to the fans in NXT. That was Mm -hmm. that was why they work so well in NXT, because not only did we know that they could do some ridiculous things, by the way, if you this is your first time finally seeing Julius Creed. Julius Creed is a main eventer in 10, 15 years. That guy's insanely talented. Okay. But it's too early. They're pushing them way too hard without that charisma that made them the people's tag team in NXT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not digging them either. All right. No, no diss to them. This is no. like, hey, someone hands you this opportunity, you'll take it. It's just, it. I don't think it's, it's, I bet what they're trying to do is build them up and then they lose against Judgment Day. I don't think they beat Judgment Day. They're just trying to build up another face tag team and I just think they're doing it the wrong way because they're feeding them faces. Yeah. <laughs> they're feeding them face <laughs> face tag team, so it's not really working out in the thing. Uh, I think Kevin Owens uh, goes here at 14. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a... There's an argument for him to maybe be higher, but the, that top 10 right now is just so tough to crack. So uh, it's so tough to crack so i'm i'm okay with that and hey the crowd is hot for bobby lashley dude every time bobby shows up dude they're there he's like treated like a face dude bobby bobby lashley is right now the one man that is horrible at his job because 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 he's supposed to be this evil hated dastardly villain and he cannot get anyone to hate him. He no. cannot get anyone to hate him. He's terrible at his job. He's too good. He's too likable. I think people are just realizing what they have with Bobby Lashley. The fact that they have this 46, 47-year-old veteran that is still cooking in the ring, looking amazing. People are giving him his flowers. And it doesn't help that he's with one of the most likable tag teams of all time in the street profits. <laughs> so fellas, you guys are doing a, you guys are terrible at your job right now. I think that the crowd is telling you, you need to turn face. I'm I, that's what I've been saying. Yeah. So it, I put him, I put him at 15. Cause I, I, I like what he's now doing. Are, are we doing Bobby and just, all just Bobby. or just no. Bobby? Yeah, because I think the street profits still kind of floundering. Still kind mm-hmm. of floundering. Wait a minute. Santos. Where are we putting our boy Santos at? So funny enough, I was just about to bring him up. I was about to bring up Santos and Dragon Lee. Dragon yeah. Lee, who's been putting on amazing matches and now has an NXT North American Championship match because unfortunately of, of Wesley's injury. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Those are oh man. Oh man. <laughs> Look, I Dragon Lee again the sickest Titan Tron of all time. Yes, but we cannot right now sit here, you and I, yeah, with a straight face, 
and have Nia Jax and Becky Lynch right now above Santos. We can't. Santos, we just forgot about him. Santos, I think, is top 10, man. I'll put him at 10. Okay. Thus creating a further slide. For LA Knight. For LA Knight. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable not having Santos in the top 10 right now. Are we putting Nia and Becky together? No. Okay. No. Okay. okay. No, I don't think so. Santos at 10. Uh, I like Dragon Lee at 20 for some reason. He's he's good. He's there. I like his in-ring. He's exciting to see. Uh, beyond that. He he's yeah. he's filling the void for AEW oh, fans. Where yeah, yeah. where it's just like I just want to see a really good spot fest match. That's that's or Lucha. Lucha. Lucha, sure. Yeah. Canadian destroyers, Huracaranas, suicide dives. He doesn't need a story right now. Hey, put him up against Cedric Alexander. They'll put together that AEW type of match that everyone likes, you know, AEW fans like. Toss them together. Axiom, sure. But at some point or another, this mm-hmm. this strategy is not scalable. It's mm-hmm. not scalable. At some okay. point or another, you're going to need mm-hmm. to give Dragon Lee something. You're you're not you you cannot protect Dragon Lee from the mic much longer. At some point or another, that mic is going to have to be put in his hands and you can't only allow his in-ring work to do the job because that didn't work for Ricochet and it's not going to work for Dragon Lee. At some point or another, they're going to have to they're going to have to take the plunge, the Pepsi plunge and give him give him a mic. Who was uh, the luchador that the lucha lucha? Who was that? Oh, uh, Kalisto. Oh, Kalisto, man. He had that one promo. Oh, he never recovered. He never no. recovered. Oh, man. He was just like. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it reminded me. Do you remember the. I think it was uh, Hillary Duff or Ashley. Yeah. Ashley Simpson. Ashley, Ashley Simpson, Simpson. Yeah. I, on yeah. SNL. It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Um, but I think I, you know, I understandably, I think they're trying to protect Dragon Lee from that situation. Yeah. But you can't. You can't protect them from the mic much longer. All right. I put him at 20 then. Okay. I, still I think that's fair. Here. I think that's fair. It's so, fair. so we have 17, 18, 19th available. Uh, I, I still like Chelsea Green. They're not, not and Piper Nevin, but they're not in the ring enough. Alpha Academy and New Day right now that I feel like they're on the shelf because they're just being regulated to those, the, ooh, Tozao, you nasty moments, uh, even though they're doing great. Imperium, I always, I, they're still, dude, get off the pot with this impressing Gunther thing because it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's not, you're right. It's it, all they're doing is they're just cheapening re- Gunther. They're cheapening Gunther. Like Gunther is supposed to be, and he has these two stooges running around embarrassing him for what? Why? They're, like, they're, they're just retelling the same story that they told because before it was Giovanni Vinci being on the hot seat. Oh, now it's Ludwig that's on the hot seat, but it's the same. It's the same. Just let them be good at yeah. what they do and represent the excellence of Gunther. Or, or introduce somebody else that wants to be Gunther's protege. Imagine, hear me out, if Gable was like, uh, Gunther's like, I like you, Gable. Come join me and be part of Imperium. That'd be cool, man. Mix it up a bit. Add some drama with uh, This guy's over here just playing WWE hey. 2K. Hey. Oh, my hey, goodness. I what? love it. I love it. <laughs> So 17, 18, 19 is available. Anyone that you're on the roster that you think is cooking damage control needed to win Survivor Series in my mind, but uh, they went with all the faces. And Judgment Day, I felt like, went down a peg in general. That's why we have it at 14, because they lost uh, war games. And um, I go, well, How do you feel about, like, uh, 
I was gonna say Carlito, but no. No, he got injured. You yeah. want you you, you want to put Nia Jax here at 17, 18, 19, despite possibly landing on Shannon Baszler's head or. <sighs> Well, what a oh man! I mean, like, yeah, because I mean, they're setting up something with you know, with with Becky Lynch. So at the very least, she has a, a story here, something to go off of. Like maybe we could be looking at uh, maybe we look a little bit deeper at you know I don't love them, but the women's tag team division they seem pretty uh, hell bent on Tegan Knox and Natalia, and then they there was nope. also the. the Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Yeah, uh, that, was, that was cool. Yeah. I a, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they give a lot of time to the women on Monday night. Yeah, so and, I, I clearly didn't sell you when your when your reaction is that was cool. Yeah. 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 It, I put okay, Naya. I put at seventeen. Okay. Okay. I can live with Naya. Yeah, so I think have, I, do, I do think that she needs to be in the top twenty. So we have two spots left. Uh, by the way, Nikita came back, by the way, in NXT. Oh, I missed, missed that. Him. Yeah, I did. Came back, and she did, like, the sick kick. Like, a really good kick. It looked really good. She came out of nowhere. Yeah, she's a, oh. she's a fan favorite in my community. Uh, so is Bailey, apparently. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of Bailey, does Bailey drop out of the top 20? Does damage control, is that that bad of a fall? Like, do you hate damage control now? Look, I don't hate them. It's just, like, I'm... I'm I'm looking around and I think I'm just more interested in other and in, in other people right now. They might do something with damage control to make it make them interesting again. But right now, like, I'm just not I'm not really hot on them. You know who I'm I, like, I'm more interested in Adam Pierce and and what's his face? Um, oh, my God. British guy. It's war games. Yeah. In it. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah. Neil. Um, I'll put them at Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis. Yeah. Nick Aldis. Neil. <laughs> 18 or 19? Uh let's go 19. 19. All the right. whole thing with the contract signing. That was interesting. Dude, we don't have the bloodline on this list at all. Should they be? Like realistically, should they? Ooh. <laughs> what? I mean, we could. I guess we could. We could toss them in there out of pity. It is the bloodline. All right, we'll put him at 20. So we're moving up Dragon Lee? Oh, Dragon Lee. We'll give the boy some love. Dude, it's just the bloodline needs Roman. <laughs> like, I desperately, desperately needs Roman. No main event, Jay. Main event, Jay, losing to Seth. I think he goes on this list instead of the bloodline. And I think he at least goes higher than Santos. Than Santos? Great, he had a great vignette. Had a great run. He lost but... the trademark of Yeet. Yeah. <laughs> that he lost it. That that was that was that was like a quarter of his gimmick. You can't okay. even say Yeet anymore. I put him at 15th then. Okay. I'll move everybody else down and put him at 15th. Okay, main so bloodline J. is off the list. Bloodline's off the list, but main event J stays Ooh. on the list. Ooh, okay. Run through it. Run through it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. And I will we'll have a photo on this. Number one, CM Punk. Number two, Randy Orton. Three, Seth Rollins. Four, Drew McIntyre. Five, Logan Paul. Six, Gunther. Seventh, R-Truth. Eight, Rhea Ripley. Nine, the feud between Cody and Nakamura. Ten, Santos. Eleven, Becky Lynch. Twelve, LA Knight. Thirteen, Sami Zayn. Fourteen, Jazz Judgment Day. Fifteen, Main Event J. Sixteen, Kevin Owens. Seventeen, Bobby Lashley. Eighteen, Nia Jax. Nineteenth, the General Managers. And twentieth, Dragon Lee. There it is. Boom. No bloodline. 
No blood. We did not acknowledge them this week. Okay, man. I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable with that list. No down. Ooh, the Batista thumb. The, the Batista acknowledged down. Ooh. All right, homie. I think we could call it an episode there. You comfortable sorry. with that? Yeah. Sorry about the timestamps. You'd be a real one if someone did it for us. <laughs> Dude, I will pin your comment. All right. I know some of you have been wanting, begging for pinned comments. I will pin your comment right now. Yeah. Come on. Pin your comment right now. This is your moment to shine. Right this is now. your moment. To, right this now. is your. This is your your moment of fame. All right. Right now, the timestamp guru. Who would be the timestamp man or woman? Let's go. Sancho, what are you doing these days? What are you what uh, what, what are you working on? I am uh I just recently played The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, uh No Return. Uh, I got early access to it. I went to San Francisco and went to PlayStation headquarters. I was invited by them to check it out. Uh watch that video. It's on my YouTube on Sancho West, please. It's or it's doing pretty well, and I would love to do more Last of Us content if y'all show that one some love. Thank you. Uh, he's an OG Last of Us guy. That's he's a, OG in a lot of things. You are. Oh man. Ooh. Getting up there, man. Getting yep. up there. Anyways, you can find me over on twitch.tv slash Santi's app. We're back. I mean, I, if you were on YouTube, it felt like I was never gone because I still did daily videos. Didn't miss a single day while I was gone. All right, folks. Thank you very much for watching this episode of Wrestling is Cool. If you're on Patreon, thank you so much for the support. If you're on free feeds, make sure to leave a review, five stars, wherever it is that you might be. Have a good one, folks. Take care and be, be nice to somebody. Cheers. This is a quick thank you to the producers of this show and members of the coolest tier, Abel Rodriguez, Alejandro Caballero, Ben Calloway, Ben Manlove, Blake, Buxo, Cody Cook, Connor Williamson, Crunchy Tomato, Dominic McDonald, Gavin Alves, Isaac, Jackson Conley, Jennifer Johnson, Mako Mac, we had Michael Glass, Monte Moore, Nicholas Kyle, Reese Dowd, we had Rodolfo Reyes, Squishy, Sullivan Mayer, Super Malachi Galaxy, The Bee Meister, Two Crown, Wesley Simpson, Yellow, oh my goodness, Yellow Antoine, Yellow Antoine, I don't know why I had such a problem with that, Yellow Antoine, Zergzito, thank you all, I'm sorry if I butchered your usernames, thank you for supporting us here on Patreon, thank you for helping keep the lights on and the mic on as I'm realizing the studio light isn't even on for this. All right. Thanks. <laughs>